0: Hey, everybody, Michael Govier, Plaza Podcast. We are live. Don't know where Phil is right now, but don't worry. I'm here. That's right, Plaza Podcast 2Ls two 2Z. Two Utah. Give me two. Feels good to press that button. It really does. I really hope Phil shows up. I don't know what's going on, but I cannot delay the show any longer. I had to go live. I've been itching to get back on the air and talk a little baseball. We're supposed to do a prospect show here, and if Phil doesn't show up, then uh, I'll just give you guys a few tidbits about recent signings and what I've noticed so far in baseball. I'm really, really excited to be back here. The show is not dead. We did our end of season show last month, so after that, took a little break. I think it's a really, really long season and to put a lot of work into this. So, not wrong with taking a break. Jasper, all right, dude. What's up, man? So glad to see you, dude. It's been a while. It really has. It's so refreshing to see people that you recall and you remember and you've done the show with together and interacted with to be here. So thank you, Jasper. That's good shit. Yeah. And I can swear on this podcast, I've been doing a football pod for fan tracks called the Fantasy Football POV which is a pretty cool show, I think. It's got multiple guests each week with varying perspectives. And I've really enjoyed doing it, but there's no swearing. Fantrax likes to keep it clean. I like to say whatever I want. I'm not trying to swear. I just believe in letting whatever comes out of my mouth come out of my mouth freely and equally, right? So uh, don't forget, we're going to be here. It's just a little bit of a break right now. I'm hoping to do these prospect shows every Monday. That's the goal, right? I'm really hoping that's what will happen. (laughs) Phil, where are you? Phil! 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 I don't know where Phil is. I hope he's okay. But uh, we delayed this show like three times last week. Both of our faults. It was first it was him. Then it was me. Then it was him. Uh, So we will get this right. Notifications, bro. That's right. Thank you, Jasper. I... Love taking a break because I think it's important to give yourself some time off. Baseball's a long-ass season, and we grind. We did it. We hit the grindstone every week for the whole season, and way, way more leading up to the season in last year's spring training and preseason. We had like 40 guests on in six to eight weeks. It was a mad dash to really get to know people and kind of expand our brand. So... Uh, The prospect, yes. Come on, Phil. I need my prospect fix. Dude, I get it, Jasper. That's what Jasper's saying here on the live stream, which you can always participate on. YouTube is the way to go. We're here on YouTube. Don't forget you can sub our channel. We would love to get these numbers up heading into 2022. Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. You talk. That's all it is. Give me two. On YouTube. It's very simple. Uh, I'm not the prospect guru, though, so we can't do a prospect show without phil that's all i know oh phil's typing something oh sorry twitter delay or something he's coming he's gonna be here folks phil's coming he will be here momentarily so get excited tell your friends get your prospect list out get ready to go here he comes look at this oh boy hey phil we're live what's up man what's happening all right see i told you guys he'd make it It was just a a little bit of a twitter delay so yeah good to see you my friend my bad how's it going Good, man. Good. I'm just uh, catching up with the folks here for a few minutes since we haven't been live in about six weeks, five weeks or so. Actually, it's only been about a month. We did the last show on October 14th.
1: Wow. So not that long.
0: But we haven't done a prospect show in even longer, I think. so. Yeah, I think. I agree. And it's September or something. Yeah. So people need their prospects fixed. Jasper's here, of course. So.
1: Uh, what's up, Jasper?
0: All right. So, Phil, how are you? Yeah. I'm good. Excellent. Things you got the good. Red Wings hat
1: on. Look at that huge
0: Red got, Wings yeah. wheel. The winged wheel. They're actually not bad. I looked at their record this morning. I was actually diving into them. I, I looked at their roster, and this has never happened in my life, so it's a first. Besides Dylan Larkin and Tyler Bertuzzi, I didn't know any of these players. The whole roster. <laughs> I used to know where everybody like came from, drafted, or whether they were traded for free agent pickups. I'm lost now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh I think Stevie Y's putting it together though. The captain is the captain's making it happen.
0: Yeah, that's the one thing I I'm like, I don't know any of these players, but I'm sure they're probably gonna be good or they know something about these players, because Stevie Y is the master. So he made Tampa Bay Lightning into what they are. But this is not a hockey show. This is the prospects half hour power half hour by Palazzo Podcast. Of course, we try to do this going forward again. A lot of you guys like this show, so if we can get our shit together, we'll keep doing this every Monday. <laughs> So, where do you want to start, Phil? Uh, You are the prospect's master here. Uh, What would you like to uh, harp on first? Let's stay in Detroit, and
1: let's uh, ask you a question. Uh, The Tigers are doing stuff. So, do you think because they're doing stuff and looking like they're trying to compete in the upcoming season, do you think that puts uh, an accelerator on the timetable for Spencer Torkelson?
0: Uh Uh-oh, there it is. I don't know about that because I don't know what's going to happen with the CBA. It's too big of a mystery for me to answer that question. We are 12 days, 11 days away now from the CBA ending and the lockout beginning, which Rob Banford, he basically said it's like a guaranteed certainty that the lockout is happening because it's the the betterment of the game. As long as we're not missing games, it's progress, he says. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's true they got to do something they have to do something they've got to come to some kind of agreement to keep playing baseball um so i don't know i'm kind of optimistic something's gonna happen um and it might not be too uh too different from what we have now uh so it might be something where they're working around the edges more than something of a drastic change um that's
0: yeah that's true that's a fair but point. you're
1: right. For for prospect call-ups, that could be the biggest thing that could change or one of the biggest things that could change is how service time works or, or how uh, long teams get to hold a prospect mm-hmm. down for or have the incentive to do or not do. So I would agree with you. It's hard to say, based on where that could go, what the Tigers would do with Torque. I think that um, – I think they are going to try and go for it, win some games. And I think Torkelson is going to be part of that. I don't know.
0: I like that. Okay. What do you feel about the Eduardo Rodriguez signing first? How do you feel about that? Smart move.
1: Smart move. He, like, uh, one thing I haven't seen a lot about, but uh, he had, a Eduardo had a problem with his knee. Uh, some kind of knee stability problem that he had surgery for. I think it was in 2019 offseason, I want to say. Um, and then 2020, he didn't really pitch because of the inflammation, right? At, heart inflammation after the COVID that he got.
0: Yeah, myocarditis.
1: So, so we we haven't really seen him on the new leg, but it was supposed to help because one issue that he had was um, essentially keeping his balance through his delivery because that le- his, his it was his lead leg. So his lead knee was a little unstable. He had surgery on it. So he was already a good pitcher beforehand, and I'm excited to see what he does, you know, hopefully full health. So I think that was a great move by the Tigers, Um, and I think he could be really good for fantasy owners. You can see, like, the park effects. A lot of people are talking about the park effects. It's a big park upgrade for him. It might be like half a run at ERA worth of park. Wow. Yeah.
0: Okay. Jasper says, yeah, clearly, I I feel the passion from you, Phil. Jasper says, two 40-man rosters going to at least 15 prospects in the offseason. Draft, trade, and swindle. Laugh out loud. (laughs) Sounds good to me. That's uh, the way it's done. Um, I I don't know. I think people are getting really excited in the Tigers fan base. Go Tigers! It's out of control right now. People think Correa's coming here. I don't think that's going to happen. No? I also... I don't think they'll pay him now. I don't think they would. I think what you saw in the Rodriguez deal was like one of the big, like they'll do a smaller deal like that, something under a hundred million dollars. Uh, something maybe a higher million. Yeah, something maybe a higher per year. That's a shorter, like three year deal. But no, nobody's these people are not dishing out five six year deals that three hundred million or something like that. It's just not happening.
1: Yeah. Correa's has already got the shorter deal, big money from Houston on the table, right? So he exactly. he's wants he wants three hundred million over
0: ten years or something. Yeah, he'll get it. It's just all right now. This the other reason why I'm not doing haven't been doing shows regularly. First, besides taking a break, is that the CBA looms and lingers, and I want to wait and see what happens with that. I think it really slows down a lot. And they lock everybody out. There will be no signings if there wasn't a lockout when the CBA expired, and they were just like in a gulf, you could still technically sign players, but there's not going to be anything happening once the lockout begins. So I think we need to prepare for that. It's not, I try to be a bummer here, but let's be real and deal with what we yeah. have before us. Holding Having said there. all that, I don't think there's, I don't think Torkelson and green, or I don't think Torkelson will come up that much sooner. I think he'll still be on the same track they had planned all along, which I believe would be like mid-May, maybe June. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: I don't don't know. I could see them being a part of the team this year if they are really going to push for success instead of being complacent, which I would be happy about because I'm sick of these baseball teams half the league not trying to win games. I think that's one of baseball's (laughs) biggest problems.
0: That's part of the CBA issue as well. That's one of the big three. The the manipulations of service time, the tanking, and uh, I'm sure there's something else. There's another one I'm forgetting. There's like a big one. But I went to First Pitch Arizona, which was last month. That was yeah. my first time going out there and connecting with people. Uh, I didn't go to enough Arizona Fall League games, which was my fault. Uh, I learned a lot of valuable lessons going out there. One thing is, I love my girlfriend very much, but maybe I should have gone by myself, and I should have just like dove into baseball a lot more. But we both went out there together. We also connected with a lot of people. I don't regret it. I just understand sometimes there's a focus, and certain things take priority, which is baseball. So uh one of the guys who spoke at like the last hour the final kind of panel a huge room it wasn't a panel he owned the whole conference i don't know what his name is i can't remember his name but apparently he was a a well-known guy who's been in the game many years as a scout and like he he knows players he scouts players especially up-and-comers and he talked about torkelson specifically and he, this guy has really strong opinions. I wish I knew his name. Anybody who was at first pitch, who was at the very last panel there on Sunday morning at like 11 o'clock, let me know what that guy's name is if you hear this or see this. And he said that he had concerns about him being an elite player and especially about him being a third baseman. He didn't know yeah. if it would happen. He doesn't think he has a lot of power. He, thinks, he thought that there's like 15 home runs, maybe 20 home runs in this bat as opposed to 30 or more. What do you think of that?
1: I would, I would disagree. I think he's got a thirty home run bat, all day every day.
0: The power's Woo. there. Well, hey, maybe you should have been the panel then speaking. <laughs> this is the old scout guy. Uh, the old uh, scout guy's been around, so uh, he right. really he had a lot. I got my first pitch notes here. Let's see. Did I write anything down? Uh, nope. Just a bunch of weird things that make no sense. Uh, oh no, nope. Never mind. So this won't help any of you.
1: Anyways, so the, the AFL ahead. game you did catch. Did you
0: see our boy Juan Yepes? I didn't see him in that game. No, I, was oh, I thought he was at that so, game
1: for some reason.
0: No, I uh, I saw you Diaz crank a home run. I got it live on tape on uh, tape. I recorded it and put it on Twitter there. That was cool because I always love him, but he just never comes through. He's way too old to I be know, there. And, uh Guy, I I wasn't that familiar with who I really liked was Spencer Horwitz of the Blue Jays. Okay, I was impre- I was impressed by him. He's not he's supposedly a first baseman, but he's not very big. He's like six foot. He's and he moves very well. He's very athletic. I don't I don't see why he's a first baseman necessarily, but he stole bases. He got on base. He was really aggressive. He was kind of a nuisance, and uh, I was impressed by him. That was one guy that stood out to me that I had no idea. Who he was. Uh, Austin Wells was also in that game. So that was interesting yeah. to see him. I'd never seen him before.
1: He had a great AFL, Austin Wells, Yankees yeah. prospect. Uh, Catcher. Jasper adds, Jasper asked about pitching uh, prospects. And I have a list of a couple guys to know from the AFL we can talk about to, to kick it off with.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Let's uh, go Ow- for it.
1: Owen White of the Rangers won Pitcher of the Year, most valuable pitcher in the AFL this this year. Uh, so the AFL this year was really hitter friendly. It usually is hitter friendly, but it was extremely hitter friendly this year. I don't have the exact number in front of me, but it was something like uh, five and a half runs a game. Mm-hmm. The average team scored in the AFL this year, whereas the MLB average is more like 4.4. Uh, so <laughs> so the combined <laughs> combined, it was it was running over two runs a game hotter than the MLB level. Uh, so hitters were having a field day. Owen White made six starts. For the Ranger, or not? Excuse me. He's a Rangers prospect. I can't remember what team he played for in the AFL, but uh, six starts and his ERA was sub two in a run environment where the average game had over ten runs in it. So he was really impressive. Uh, if you hop on Twitter, a lot of people got good footage of him working. Um, he's he was always thought of as a, a really good prospect when the Rangers drafted him. He was a super athletic prep out of North Carolina. And I think he had some signability concerns, but they were able to sign him away from college. Uh, I think he played basketball. There's footage of him dunking a basketball out there. Basketball, football in high school. So he was like one of the best prep athletes in North Carolina the year he came out. And then he's just been hurt. He had Tommy John. Um, I think he dealt with some other injury issues. So he's barely pitched uh, until this year. Uh, But he's looked really good when he has pitched. So he was the AFL pitcher of the year. Um, I've got fastball at 93 to 95, but good location on it. Um, he can really spin the curveball. Uh, so Owen White's a guy to go grab. If he's still out there in your dynasty leagues, he should be upper minors next year, debut 2023, I would think.
0: Owen White, okay, that's fun. Uh, I didn't see him. The guy who started on one side, uh, uh, Rutledge, Jackson Rutledge? Yeah. I saw him. Yeah, what'd you think of him? Large Uh, dude, yeah. Yeah, very. uh, It's got very commanding presence. Still a little thin, but uh, yeah, he was very tall and uh, he was okay. He was all right. The other guy on the other side was a Nationals guy. It wasn't very good, so that's why I remember the pitching that I saw in that game. Uh, There was also a guy the night after, which I didn't make it to that game, but I heard all about it when they came back because it was like this insane game that scored like. Like 20 to 20 or something. And they finally just called the game because <laughs> yeah. they've just like, all right, this is over. We can't go on any longer. And that was the guy from the Brewers, uh, Reimar. Or bot- you know what I'm talking about here.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, he had a huge game it. there, and everybody was talking <laughs> about him. But the old man at the pro and the fact uh Chris Clegg and Eric Cross were there, they saw it live and they told me all about it when they came back. And they actually I interviewed him about a week later, but the old man told me that that guy has a terrible swing and he will never amount to anything. <laughs> Bymar. Bymar. That's him. So. Bymar. <laughs> yeah. There's a quote. Bymar not happening. That's why I wrote this down. So, Also, here's the Torque. Uh, I found the Torque note. Torkelson is too small for first base, but actually at first at third base he would be legit, so I got that backwards actually. So Okay. Interesting. He might be a little short. Yeah, he might be a little short, but I don't know. Yeah, but who cares about that? Anyway, he's the first baseman. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so okay, hey, let's get back to the uh, pitching side of things, like you were talking about. Spe- speaking of Nationals' pitching prospects, <laughs> the
1: next guy I've got on my list is is Cole Henry, who is a Nationals prospect. Cole Henry played college ball for Louisiana State. He uh, did. I've got in my notes. I got in my notes here. Excellent tash. So uh, he's got a really good cop level
0: mustache. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Not
1: quite, not quite Raleigh fingers, but more of just like the.
0: I saw it. Uh, I put a picture of him here on our thumbnail for this show. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's very nice. Excellent, Tash. Uh, Again, fastball, 93 to 95.
1: He's got two shapes, so he throws a four seam and a two seam. Uh, So that really lets him work up in the zone, down in the zone, inside, outside. Um, His curveballs look better in the AFL. Um, So, And he had a good season ahead of the Arizona Fall League, so he capped it off really well this year. And he's got this changeup that's like a higher spin changeup. So it spins almost like a two-seamer. Uh, usually you see changeup sub 2,000 RPMs. This is more like 2,200, 2,300, which is kind of oh. how a two-seamer spins, right? Uh, but it's slower. So it's kind of like a look of a slowed-down two-seamer. So he's throwing you two different fastball looks and then a changeup that also kind of looks like a fastball, right? Uh, oh. And he's been effective, so... I think he's another guy that should be probably high minors next year. I don't think he debuts in in 2022, but again, 2023, he should be pushing for a rotation spot. He was very good in the AFL.
0: He was, yeah. He's one of the highlights AFL. He made the Fall Stars team, and the Fall Stars was a collection of the better players from all the the six teams, right? Six teams in Arizona? Yes. Yes, thank you. And by the way, I'm trying to get all this right again. So that guy's name for the Brewers is Joey Weimer, not Beimer. Oh, yeah, Joey Weimer. Yeah, Joey that's Weimer. the guy. Yeah, that's the guy. Who went off, but he's athlete. already he's already 22 Mega though, athlete. and he's still at high A. So that's a little bit concerning, maybe.
1: It's about right. It's about right. 23 AA, 24 AAA. Nothing wrong with that. Okay, I mean, all right, an elite an elite prospect. You maybe bump all those years down by one, but um, there's lots of guys that pop at that age. So I just well, love this last, idea. Of yeah. his old, with old scouts pissing on all the players that are like likes,
0: why not? Yeah, it's Garbo? He says poor uh, rotation. Tristan Casas sucks. Uh, the uh, guy from the Astros, Leon. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's Cuban. overrated. Yeah, he's overrated. He said. Uh, Garrett Mitchell has a gr- he's a great athlete, but his swing is garbage. Okay. Hayes Lucezardo is one change away from being elite. So that's actually not too negative. I don't uh, disagree with that either. He yeah, was he said,
1: elite almost already. So, yeah, that's interesting.
0: Right? Yeah, he said he knew a, a guy on the Marlins staff who said he was just one change away, maybe a change up away. Uh, also, is, only... go ahead. I don't
1: I don't pretend to be able to uh, figure out if a guy's going to be able to hit based on watching him swing the bat. Uh, maybe there are some who can do that if you could do that as a skill there's obviously lots of footage of people swinging bats so you should be able to tell me if it is a repeatable skill of you being able to identify that you should be able to identify the players quite frequently right like if yes. you know that much about swings watching the guy swing you should be able to tell me next year who's gonna
0: hit and who's not and i just don't that- think that <laughs> people can do that oh but one, i feel bringing the heat one, i like it
1: One thing is you don't really you don't really see that kind of uh, scouty type stuff when people start evaluating MLB level players, right? You don't really frequently hear about like I don't know, oh Altuve he hit well last year, but his swing is really deficient and he's not going to be able to hit again. You know what I mean? Like when you get to the major league level, you're not really oh his (laughs) trunk
0: rotation's poor, you know? So
1: yeah, you never hear that ever.
0: I never thought about it like that. You're right. I'm going to start doing that. Maybe that'll be like a breakthrough in major league baseball analysis of players. Uh, Well, I'll tell you what, his swing sucks this year. I think it's over. He's not going to produce ever again. I don't know. Uh, that is funny, though. Uh, Jasper's excited. He says, give me two. Utah. There you go. Give me two. We give you two here. We're live with Phil Goyette. Make sure you follow Phil on Twitter at Phil of Sports. That's P-H-I-L because that's how he spells his name. Get it? We're doing the prospect's power half hour here. we got a few more minutes left. We're talking about some pitching, under-the-radar pitching for yeah. the Arizona Fall League, and I also threw in some dumb notes from this old man who had, I mean, I, I'm not disparaging this guy. I'm really not because I don't even know his name, but people who were at first pitch will know who this guy was, and I'm sure it'll I'm, he actually offered me some really encouraging advice i asked a question in this giant banquet hall i was like yeah so it was huge and i was like hey mike govia here uh you know what do you guys there's like 19 people all lined up at the end who had spoken at the conference who were still left some had already flown home early sunday morning and i asked them uh you know what were your tips about being an analyst and all this stuff i just wanted to know more about that and he told me go to the parks just go to the parks don't Right about it. Just be there. Be there as much as you can. The more you're there, the more you'll get involved. So that was actually a decent advice from him. So I'll give him credit for that.
1: I would think so. Yeah. I mean, the best place to network's at the park.
0: Right. And actually see the players yeah. in real time, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, one, I, I'm just as an aside. Uh, one thing I get with when I see players in person, number one, you forget how big baseball players are. Something about them being on TV or something, you don't realize how how just genuinely big these guys are. My cousin and I, she lives in the Phoenix area, and we went and caught a game three or four years ago, and Eric Thames was in the on-deck circle. And it was like, holy shit, look at that guy, man. He's a brick. It's nuts. You know what I mean? My cousin, too, she was like, oh, my God. He's huge. He's huge. I remember thinking when I saw the White Sox, Jermaine Dye. I couldn't believe how tall Jermaine Dye was. You know, they look like an, he looked like an NBA player with the physique almost like an NFL linebacker. And he's out there playing baseball, which is a highly technical, you know, skill sport. So, um, and then where I'm going with this is a lot of those guys, they all look like they're going to be awesome to me when I see them in person. I think that's the deficiency that I have. You see these guys, I mean, they look like uh, Lewis Brinson was in the Brewer system at the time. You know, he never wound up
0: doing anything, but he
1: looked like an amazing athlete. So, um, a lot of guys for me pass the eye test. I guess is my point.
0: Oh, yeah, I remember Thames was a big dude, even on TV. He had, he would just look very ripped after he came oh back from Japan. God. I do remember yeah.
1: that. Yeah, I mean I'm not too small across the shoulders, but he was probably like twice as size of me <laughs> across the chest. <laughs> it was nuts. Boom. He has a 15 inch chest or something. So
0: I um, think he does. I wouldn't be surprised.
1: So uh, one more picture I want to throw out there for Jasper and anybody else that's listening. And I'm, it's a guy I'm excited about because I've been following him throughout the year. Caleb, Caleb Killian uh, pitched in the playoff game, AFL championship game, for Mesa. Uh, six perfect innings, and he looked fantastic. So Killian is a Cubs prospect now. He was a Giants prospect, kind of under the radar type guy earlier in the season. And uh, the Giants sent him to the Cubs in the deal that sent Chris Bryant to San Francisco at the trade deadline. So Killian's uh, fastball, he can sit around 95, but in that championship game, he was touching 98 with the fastball. Oh. Um, he's He was throws this cutter. Um, I think they were kind of describing it on the broadcast as a slider-cutter hybrid type thing. Um, it's like a cut fastball with really good movement, about 87 miles an hour. And then the Cubs had him change his uh, grip on his curveball. So if you go... If you look on Twitter, Lance Brod, Brodzowski, who works for the Marquee Network, um, had a really good interview with Killian when he came over from the Cubs, and he basically explains the new curveball grip they have him using, where prior he had two fingers on, on the curveball, like a traditional curve that you would throw. Now he mm-hmm. drops the middle finger middle finger off. It's called a spike curveball. So the idea is to get less um, contact with the finger on the curveball as he's releasing it. He spins it harder, throws the ball harder. The curve is tighter, and it's even better than it was, and it was already pretty good. So he's a Caleb Killian is a guy you want to watch because uh, he's a little bit older. The Cubs could use him this year potentially, and he looked really good. How old is he? Roughly? 24, I believe. Okay. I think, think 24.
0: Fast he's, yeah, he's ready. He's to ready to go. Yeah. Right. Well, that's yeah. what you want. That's what you want here. Well, you want prospects that are ready to contribute, and if you're trying to win your dynasty leagues now, you could also trade prospects that aren't ready and cash in your chips. Uh, dynasty players out there, this is—is is this a, what is going on right now in dynasty? Phil, at this point of the season.
1: Uh, well, if hey, if you want to check it out, we're doing a mock draft for RotoWire now that James Anderson put together. I'm participating with the 15th pick, but uh, watch the Twitter feed, uh, RotoWire. Dynasty mock is the hashtag, too, so you can see what everybody's doing. Um, I, You know, it's CBA, no CBA. You maybe want to be a little conservative with moves, you know, if you're looking at playing time stuff. But this time of year, you usually want to kind of be conservative with moves anyway. Um, so if you have really strong feeling about a guy talent that's talent-based who maybe had a rough year last year or didn't get a lot of playing time last year, um, somebody like, I don't know, Ballinger or Yellick, or, or someone like that, that you feel real strongly about. Now is probably a good time to get them cheap. I would think. So mm-hmm. send out feelers for guys like that if you're, if you're looking that way. And then feelers. one thing I've seen, one thing with the mock um, that I think is a universal for me is you can always treat Dynasty like it's just a redraft league. And the nice part about doing that is if you're if you're down with taking MLB players, you can get guys with upside. You get a lot of veterans to fill out behind them. Um, to take some of the risk out of taking like a, you could take Stanton and you could take Mondesi and then you can like take Freddie Freeman and you can take uh compiler type guys, Marcus Semyon, uh, you know, to kind of balance out that risk of taking the high upside
0: veterans as well. Genius. I love it, man. I love it. And we'll make sure to look out for that Roto wire mock draft that Phil will be a part of. That's always fun. Dynasty, right? Yeah, Dynasty mock draft. There's a Dynasty. great group of guys
1: drafting in it. So,
0: Never done a Dynasty mock. Uh, that's a commitment, I feel like, but that's a good thing. You can learn a lot from that. Yeah. Uh, I want to give you a couple more notes as we wrap up the show from the old man. O'Neal Cruz is the real deal at shortstop, not moving to third. I agree, agree with or that. disagree? You agree with that? Okay. I agree. I think he can handle shortstop. Yep, absolutely. Max Meyer is legit. Start him now. <laughs> agree. Okay.
1: Agree. Uh, I hope he's. I him. hope he's
0: up next year. Yeah, I do too. Groshans. Jordan Groshans not an everyday infielder. With he has a long swing, and is similar to Pena on Houston. I don't know if I got that right because I don't even know who we're talking about who Pena is. But I do know Jordan Groshans is real, and he's been highly touted. But where do we stay with Groshans? Um, I think he'll be an
1: everyday major league player. He might not be shortstop. He might be like a third baseman. Uh, or he's saying maybe slides to corner outfield. I don't know. That's interesting. I wish I was there to hear this guy talk.
0: Yeah, you know, you would have got, I was just kind of like, this thing's over. I, I did want to absorb what he was saying, but I also found him to be, I don't know, a bit pretentious, but that's probably an unfair judgment on my part. I shouldn't be doing those types of things. He's a human being trying to live in this world, so we'll leave it at that. Jasper says, hey, thanks, guys. Much appreciated. See you again soon. Have a very happy Thanksgiving. Is it Thanksgiving in Ireland? No, that does not exist here.
1: Now, we are having people over for Thanksgiving dinner, which is our tradition here. I'll be watching the Lions on Thursday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who's the quarterback now? I I didn't even... I just saw my last name. I don't know
1: who this... Tim Boyle.
0: I have no idea who that is.
1: He made a pass... In the game on Sunday, I watched for about five minutes. I don't know why. Uh, For entertainment value, I guess. I was laughing. He threw this interception that was just hilarious. One of those, who is he throwing the ball to interceptions?
0: Yeah, I don't know what this says about the NFL, but the last two weeks, the Lions games have been awful and comedically hilarious as well. But they've tied last week, and they barely lost by three to Cleveland. Both these teams are above five hundred, so it's... Weird. Yeah. Very strange. The only highlight to <laughs> me is DeAndre Swift, man. He had a beautiful yeah. run. That was fantastic. Much, he's amazing. He's like a real player. So that's. I know. That's hopeful. And we're going to probably run him into the ground until he <laughs> retires. uh Yeah. I hope he's. I just hope he's around. His career is still going by the time this rebuild ends. So, anyways, uh Detroit sports, always a fascinating, fascinating topic. Me and Phil will always talk about it because we're both Michiganders. It's part of our existence. And we'll be back uh hopefully uh going forward every week as long as we can work it out doing yeah, the prospect next monday. yeah all right i'm, in, I'm totally in so I gotta, we'll be doing that I've got, we have got got 10 10 afl hitters here to talk about next week great okay 10 afl hitters that's a teaser folks that's a teaser they call that the biz we'll be back next monday Phillip sports on twitter mj Govier. make sure you follow us Plazo podcast two l's two z's Utah. on twitter sub the youtube channel please we'd really appreciate it we are here we're not in hiding want to let you guys know we are alive and well. Thank you so much for joining us on the Palazzo Podcast. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everyone. See you, gang. The power of prospects is a curious thing. Make a person trade everything for a king. Wander Franco is your one true love. For a prospect, you'll trade all the... sometimes but it might just save your life that's the power of, that's the power of millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds
1: salads generally for most people are the easy button right